Hello everyone. I wanted to share an article that I ran across shortly after the tornado and recently ran across it again and remembered to save it. It's titled The Call After. You've just carried the tiniest dead baby into the ER after being found unresponsive from co-sleeping. Told a husband of 40 years that his wife, who was released from the hospital last night with chest pain, is now dead. Pumped on the chest of an elementary schooler while his mom wails in the background. Told the wife of a heroin addict that it's too late for Narcan this time. And been asked by the suicide attempt why he's still alive, only for him to die minutes later. Told the wife and young son that their husband and father, who was healthy and well hours earlier, is now dead. Or zipped up the body bag of a young woman who decided to drive drunk. Another one who took their own life. And one who shot up too much heroin after being clean for months. And then, before your ambulance has put it back together, you get toned out for an abdominal pain. You smile and say hello and ask what's wrong today. You tell them that you're sorry, that they're not feeling well, and that it's no way to spend a Saturday. You apologize for asking the same question twice, and you make sure they're comfortable by asking them if they're too hot or too cold. You empathize with the elderly man who's had diarrhea for three weeks and just can't seem to get any better. With the mom whose only child cut her head open and needs a stitch or two. With a woman whose migraine today is worse than it's ever been. You tell them there will be a little pinch and ask if they'd like some medication for the nausea. You touch their arm. Tell them the nurses will take great care of them. And that you hope they feel better soon and walk out of the room. And it's exhausting. They don't know that you still need to document the futile efforts of the pediatric code. That there's blood on your boots that you didn't notice yet from the suicide. That you're questioning, questioning if you should have worded that death notification differently or innovated that patient earlier and moved faster while on the scene. They don't know these things, and they never should. It's our job to treat every patient like our only patient. A near inhuman task at times, but a necessary one. And after that, and after taking care of our patients, it's our job to take care of ourselves and each other. Ask, talk, cry, question, and understand. Do what you need to do to make sure your partner's okay. The next patient depends on it. So does your partner and yourself. When I read that, I think back to the tornado. I think back to the first code I ever worked. I think back to the first fatality crash I ever worked. The first DOA of, you know, just natural causes. I think back to every deceased patient that I've cared for since then. And they all have the same thing in common. There's always a call after. No matter the pain, the hurt, the, the emptiness, the why of what you're feeling after losing that patient for whatever reason it may be, there's always going to be another call. There's always going to be somebody that needs your help and you have to, for lack of better words, suck it up and move on. Now, that's not to say that the emotions from the calls that you work won't creep back through. It may take two days two weeks, two years. Hell, it may even take two decades.
But at some point in time, those emotions will resurface in some form or fashion. Because at the end of the day, no matter the pain, the anguish, the devastation we see, and how much we try to cover it up, we're all human. We all have feelings. We all have emotions. No matter how much we try to detach ourselves from these situations, there's still a little fiber of our being that still holds on. And I think that's just our way of reminding ourselves that we are, in fact, human. Because if there ever comes a time that you work a call, no matter how critical or minor or how natural or exaggerated the death of a patient is if it doesn't touch you or affect you in any sort of way I think that's the day you need to go home uh, you turn everything in and go home because you've you've lost touch with reality now I've worked plenty of calls where somebody has passed away and I not really think twice about it but we've conditioned ourselves to be that way now I do catch myself looking for their obituary seeing what kind of family they had you know where they were from you know getting putting a little bit of story with a face and a name um and I think that's part of what keeps me grounded is no matter if that person that passed away is that drug addict that's been narcan 15 times and this time it was too late, they still belong to somebody. They still have a mother and a father. They may have children. They may have a spouse. They may have siblings. They're still a person no matter what choices they made. Um, or whether it's that sweet little lady that's lived by herself for the past 20 years because her husband passed away that waves at you every time you ride your bike down the street. She may not have anybody left. Um, you know, it's just, it's instances like that that uh, that's how I keep myself grounded with the job. But that article holds so much truth to it. You know, on busy days, we don't have time to sit and reflect about whatever shit call we just got off of. We don't have time to process those emotions before we're on to the next one. Whether it's another, you know, trauma or medical emergency or if it's just plain nonsense there's always going to be a call after and I've I've been doing this a long time like I previously stated you know I just rolled into 15 years in the fire service um haven't I've only been doing the medical side of things for about five six years now and by that, I mean, I got my EMR license and started running medical calls. 
and it and you know doing that you're exposed to more to more death to more anguish or whatever but this is a profession that I chose I knew what I was getting into as we all do and did but it doesn't take away from the fact that there's going to be those calls that stick with you forever um the one that prior to the tornado that hangs in my mind is a traumatic injury call that I ran at a local factory. You know, long story short, there was a mishap. A guy got severely injured by a piece of flying metal and had a blunt force injury to the chest. I was the first to arrive on scene. Um, it was obvious that he was in very critical condition. As I'm assessing this patient, I'm checking for any signs of life. I'm checking for breathing, for a pulse. They, his coworkers are telling me everything that happened. They're telling me his name. They're, you know, they're telling me, his, you know, his whole life story as I'm um, assessing this guy. And as I initiate CPR, it kind of goes quiet around me. And I don't know if it was they got quiet or if I just tuned everybody and everything out. I knew that I had help coming to me, but I also knew that, you know, for the time being, I'm it. I'm the only initial chance that this guy has to make it or the efforts thereof i remember other responders getting on scene um, they take over cpr we grab the i think i'm going to grab the ad when the ambulance arrives on scene and the way this factory was set up they could just drive the truck right into the factory so they get there take over patient care we get him loaded up and i remember riding into the hospital with him and the whole time we're doing cpr on this guy nothing is is working we get to the er we get him moved over to a bed and the on-call doctor is going to place a chest tube and she makes her incision and almost immediately calls the code. Um, just the sheer amount of blood that was in this guy's thoracic cavity was very indicative of the trauma that he received. And the time that he'd been down just wasn't adequate or sustainable to life. And that was... I mean, it, it was sad. The guy was like two weeks away from retiring from his job. He'd worked there for 30 years. And I just remember going home, you know, after I took a shower, I had, I had a lot of blood all over me. Sitting there thinking like running my call or running the call through my head. Like, as you know, is there anything I could have done more? Um, should I started CPR sooner? You know, would that have made a difference? You know, should I done my assessment sooner? Should... You know, everything run through my head, and at the end of the day, you know, it was, we we done everything we could do. It was his time to go. There was nothing else that could be done. 
But, I mean, he left behind a spouse, children, grandchildren, um, many friends. And it was, it happened doing a job that he had done every day for 30 years. So, I don't know. That That's one of the calls that sticks with me. I'm proud of the tornado. And obviously, you know, I spoke about the tornado during the last episode. So I won't dive back into that. But, you know, there's... Every day I still think about these calls. Or there's something that reminds me about them. And, it, you know, it's not always bad. It's not always, you know, woe pitiful me down and sad. It's just something reminds me of a call. We'll sit down and have a conversation about something. And we'll, you know, go through and tell what calls we've worked. And, you know, what happened. And, I mean, a lot of them we've all worked together. So we've all seen it. And everything to that nature. These feelings and these emotions and everything associated with these calls are common. It's going to happen with every single one. Uh, Most recent, I say most recent, it was still prior to the tornado, worked a motor vehicle crash on the interstate. A truck had hit a semi head on kill the driver on impact and injured a occupant of the vehicle they ended up getting flown out from the scene for their injuries but you know they made it and we were able to follow along with that occupant's recovery and how they were doing from there on out And all of these things, and we actually got together and took some photos of our apparatus and the medical helicopter, all signed it, and gave it to this occupant of the vehicle. As just a, and I think it's something that they had requested, or I don't exactly remember the full story around it, but I thought that was something cool that. You know, we could give back after, you know, them losing, losing their father in the wreck and then going through all of that trauma themselves and, you know, they come out and they're, they're good now. But I think it's really awesome. The, the community that we live in, the, the men and women of our emergency services that make this region great. And I mean, I'm I'm really biased, but we've been through some crap over the years, and had had some very challenging calls come across our our workers, and we have a great support network of you know debriefing afterwards and people to talk to and. And that's 100% okay to go talk to somebody. A licensed person to go talk to does not mean that you're weak, that you're crazy, that 
you know, you're going to be treated any different. It's a valuable asset to have. It's a valuable option. And even, you know, if you don't want to go talk to somebody, you know, professionally, pick up the phone and call the person you work the call with. Because if you're feeling like that, I'm going to say that they're feeling the same way. You know, it's okay to talk. It's okay to, even if it's not about, you know, that call. Or if it's something that arises because of that call on a different call, you know, talk about it. Don't don't hold this shit in, guys and girls. This, you know, it's, we're over that stigma. We're not crazy. We're human. We need to talk about it. We need to get it off our chest. We don't need to hold it in, pin it back. Because that's going to hurt you down the road. But, you know, as it states in that article, ask, cry, talk, complain, understand. And that's one of the one of the biggest key points I took away is understanding. We'll never understand why, especially like the tornado. We don't know. We'll never know, understand why something like that happened to our community. But we can understand that these things do happen, and we can understand that we have a community that absolutely comes together for the betterment and especially with the crazy way the world's in nowadays with politics and foreign affairs and just the nonsense you see every time you turn on the news about somebody's been shot here and there and it's more and more frequent all the time but there was a the there's been some flooding in in Waverly and I've been keeping up with it through the news and through Facebook and last time I looked the death toll was up to 10 and two of those were infant twins they had their pictures there apart there was just a, a rush of water all of a sudden and they were swept from their apartment the father grabbed all four of his kids and the twins were ripped away and ultimately they they found their deceased body sometime later and I got to thinking about the men and women on the crews working that call and what they're going through how they feel right now they're doing their job but tomorrow or a couple days when everything slows down that's going to hit them hard it's going to hit them like a ton of bricks and I just I pray for their their well-being. I pray for their their mental health and capacity because working a child death is something that I never wanted to do and then now I never want to do it again but I also pray that they can seek the help that they need and the understanding 
to be able to get back out there and work that call after because it's coming and there was multiple calls after today because you know just because something bad happens doesn't mean you sit down and quit you still have to go do your job but I ask that y'all be be praying for all them down there in Humphreys County and we had a team from our rescue squad go down there and assist and I mean this is called the volunteer state guys we lend a helping hand to anybody in need no matter the circumstances so enough of that I want to encourage everyone that's listening that's in emergency services to know you're not alone we're all in this together no matter how shitty the call is that you worked no matter how hard it is to get up and fight the next day pick up the phone call your partner call your best friend call your supervisor call whoever you need to call to get the help or the ear, the shoulder, whatever you need. Call me. Send me a message. I have Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. I have it all. Look me up. Reach out to me. I have some contacts I can get you in, in with if you don't want to talk to me. I know some organizations that help. Um, first responders but I don't want to see anybody's pride hinder their healing because I've been there oh I'm fine I don't need to talk to nobody well that's bullshit we're human it all sucks talk to somebody get it out don't hold it in you're only hurting yourself and everybody around you. Don't be afraid to talk about it. Let's drop the statistics. Let's not become another number. But this episode's a little shorter. Um, sorry it's taking me a little longer than I'd like to to get it uploaded. But I'm finishing up advanced EMT school this week we have our skills check off and then I can uh, set for my national registry test to get my license so I got a lot going on I just started a part-time job with the ambulance service along with all my fire department stuff so busy person but I got goals I got big things in mind and I just got to keep telling myself this is part of the process. And that's what you need to tell yourself. It's a part of the process. So, if y'all need anything, reach out to me. I can get you in contact with whoever you want to be in contact with. I can listen. I can be your shoulder to cry on, your ear or if you just want to sit there and look awkward at each other, I can do that too. 
But no, you're not alone. Let me know what you think about the article. And if anybody would like it, I can send it to them. But thanks for listening to Be Real. I'm going to try to get out another episode before the week's over. I'll update everybody on what's going on in my life. But uh, appreciate you being here. Appreciate the support. And I look forward to chatting with everybody later. Y'all have a fantastic Sunday. And we'll see you next time.